It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard on a a Wednesday, Dennis and uh, Brady. We had uh, the uh, boys' districts tip off on Monday. Lots of action to cover there. The girls started regionals last night. Lots of action last night. Not a lot of good news. No, no, was not, but... Show goes on. We still have what, what one girls basketball team left and a whole lot of boys teams. So I think we'll start with the girls, kind of wrap most of that up. Shocker that Al DeMott's the last one standing. <laughs> but uh, with boys basketball, we have a lot of big games, and it's going to come fast and furious. All right, so we'll get it all started in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, let's uh, start with the uh, ladies. The regionals tipped off last night. Uh, and uh, Brady, uh, you were at Hazel Park and uh, Marysville was taking on Warren Fitzgerald, and uh, this was a uh, uncharacteristic Marysville game. Just the the score. You know, you don't do too many Marysville girls basketball games the last few years and see 114 points get scored. No, you don't. But let's uh, let's just go over the game real quick, and then we'll have the thoughts. So. It started off, Marysville was playing the game they needed to. It was 11-10 to at the end of the first. It was 22-21. Fitzgerald was leading at halftime. 
but you felt like Marysville was in a really good position, that they were playing better, Fitz had a little run and made some tough shots to take the lead at half, and you're going, this is about what Marysville does. And then Fitz turned it into a track meet, and Marysville couldn't keep up. 19 points in both the third and fourth quarter for Fitzgerald. Marysville just wasn't doing things they did in the district, things they've done in big games, not boxing out defensively. Uh, in the first half, some of their decision-making regressed a bit. That For a team that is usually the, the, the calling card is calm, cool, collected, they panicked a little bit. They they tried to force things, stuff they did they don't normally do, and it came back to bite them. They were scoring as well as they could with them. They scored uh, twenty or thirty three points in the second half, and most every time Marysville scores thirty three points and a half, that's going to be enough to get them the win. But it wasn't. Avery Wolters tried to do everything she could. Thirty point performance for the junior. Ava Grant ended up with 12 points, but they they played into Fitz's game, and Fitz thrives in that style. And do I think Marysville is ultimately the better team than Warren Fitzgerald? Yes, but Fitzgerald gets the 60-54 to 54 win, and Fitzgerald deserved the win because I didn't think Marysville played great. I think Fitz took advantage of Marysville's mistakes, and it was a bad time to play a down game for Marysville, but it's high school sports and well, sports in general, and sometimes that happens. Sometimes you just play a bad game at the worst possible time. Well, and again, Fitz is twenty three and all, and we can talk about well, they didn't play the greatest schedule or whatever. The kids don't make the schedule; they just play the games, and they crushed everybody along the way. So. Either they're a good team or nobody's told them that they're not a good team right. so they don't know any better. Well, they are athletic as heck. I mean, they're, they're five leading scorers combined for 57 of the 60 points. Cassandra Smith, she can shoot. She hit four threes, and three of them were legit. One hit like the corner of the backboard and one in, but sometimes you're living right. You put yourself in a position to have good luck. Kaylin Melander is maybe the most athletic player on the court. She had 17, and Janiya McWilliams, their, their number one uh, point guard, she only had 15, but she was kind of the the catalyst that made that offense work, and they did a really nice job. I'll give a lot of credit to Fitz because they took advantage of it. Hey, when a team plays poorly, you don't apologize. You don't go, oh, no, I know you're better than this. Here, try again. They put the foot on the throat, and they didn't let Marysville get back, uh, come back all the way in this game. Marysville had opportunities. They just couldn't quite finish it, and like I said, it was just a bad time to play a game that looked more like Marysville in early December than looked like Marysville a week ago at districts. Well, uh, and I only heard the the fourth quarter in my drive home from Yale mm-hmm. last night, but uh, that's all I needed to hear because everything was rebound Fitzgerald, rebound yep. Fitzgerald, rebound. I bet Fitzgerald. you they had they had offense rebounds. rebounds. There was one, I think they got four on one possession, and it ended with a three. That made it, I think, from a four-point game to a seven-point game. So their defense was getting stops, and it's not that Fitz was way outsizing them. It's not like Marysville was playing Anchor Bay and uh, Peyton Lee, who's six foot four, is just reaching up. Oh, I missed. Oh, let me grab the rebound again. Oh, I missed. They just weren't boxing out, and they. I don't know what happened. Sometimes... You just lose it for a night, and that's what happened. And, yeah, did Marysville leave a little left to be desired? Did they feel like there's a little more meat on that bone? Absolutely. But on the flip side of this, I mean, we can harp on the game all we want, but what does it say about a state of a program where they go and lose a regional game to an undefeated team, and we're sitting here saying, man, that's a missed opportunity. Yeah, they they went twenty and five this year, and that was after a one and two start to the season. And after losing how many? Yeah, that was players. Mm-hmm. After losing one of the three thousand point scores in the history of your program, 
Yeah, the, there there wasn't a rebuild. There was a reload. Right, and players stepped up. We said it all the time um, about Ava Grant. She became the scorer. Kara Miller was either, you know, some games, and I'll give Fitz a lot of credit. They put someone face guarding her 94 feet, and they did not let her get going, and they tried to run plays to get Miller into the game. But Fitzgerald said someone else is going to beat us, and it's not going to be Kara Miller. And I'll give their coaching staff a lot of credit. Because it didn't matter if she was inside her own free throw line. Someone was face guarding her. And they were they always knew where she was on the floor. They were helping off, saying, okay, you can pass it. We'll let someone else take this three. You're not taking an open three. I don't care if it leads to another Marysville player because I'd rather have them take an open three than Kara Miller take a slightly contested three. Uh, and... Uh... Final thoughts on this one? Well, I just wanted to... Because I've got a nice segue if you're, if you're done. Well, <laughs> no, I'm not quite yet, so sorry to ruin your segue. No, you're, but, you're fine. But for this group of seniors for Marysville, you know, the old cliche is always leave the uniform better than you found it. And Marysville's girls basketball program has been a pretty healthy program for the entirety of Ryan Rathje's career. And somehow they still elevated it. I mean, all these girls were a part of... The first ever regional title. They damn near won a quarterfinal game and went to the final four last year. And to get to another regional again, Dennis, you've been doing this a long time. How often do teams in our area, whether it's boys or girls, lose a regional basketball game and you come back disappointed and going, man, they should have won that one. If they play it again, they probably win. And think about what could have been. Because usually it's the opposite. It's, hey, we're happy we got someone doing yeah. regional. Let's see well, if we can give them a fight. Th- that, that's the thing. For a very long time now, the only teams that get to re- regionals are teams that came out of an all-local district. Right. Where somebody had to. And then, and then you're like, well, hey, let, let's hope they can put up a good fight in, in their first uh, regional game. And, yeah. And Marysville's had some really talented players in this girls' program throughout the years. Like, they might have had maybe a little more star power, quote-unquote, throughout the years. But, man, has this been a team and has this been a fun group to watch? Because, yeah, your season and for some of these girls' careers end on a sour note. And it sucks because, yeah, if they play this game ten times, I think Marysville wins about seven or eight of them. But Fitz got him that night. And, you know, I'm sure last year people in Lake Fenton are saying if we play this game ten times, we win eight or nine of them. You just got us this once. So it's single elimination. But I just can't emphasize enough how strong and healthy this Marysville program is and how good of a job Coach Rathji's done. And it also goes into the players because you need to have buy-in and you need to keep working at it. Ryan Ratchie's not a wizard. He can't just make them better at basketball. They have to put in the work in the offseason. And a lot of these girls play multiple sports and excel in multiple sports. So a lot of them aren't specializing. They're not saying, all right, we're going to put all our focus in in basketball and you see the other sports suffer. Hey, Marysville has a pretty good volleyball program. I know it's not 2006 anymore, but they're still not a bad program. And the softball program needs no introduction of how well they're doing and, and, and a lot of them a are lot the of girls, girls yeah a lot of the girls that play basketball will be playing softball and played volleyball in the fall yeah. so i just thought it, it's it's a testament to this group yeah you leave on a sour note but i don't i don't think there's anything this group of seniors needs to hang their head about because what over the last two years they've won 40 plus games they've done something no one in the history of the school has done it sucks, but after you get past that initial ick of losing the uh, a game you felt you could have won, you look back and go, yeah, I got a lot to be damn proud about. Yeah, uh, th- this was a really good effort. All right, you're talking about threes. The two teams that won at Yale last night combined to make 19 three-pointers. Goodrich beat Yale 60-32. to Half of Goodrich's points came on three-pointers. They knocked down 10. So just on three pointers, it was 32 to 30. Gee. When you think about that, and then when you throw in 
their free throws and their two-point shots 30 to nothing. Well, you knew that you knew that Goodrich was a really solid team. A really good team going into this. And and I thought Yale gave a pretty strong effort in the first half especially, first quarter especially. Um, Yale was only down 14 to 11 after one. Um, they struggled a little bit offensively in the second uh, quarter, and uh, a girl, uh, Tanner Schramm, hit a three at the buzzer to end the half, 28-16. to 16. Uh, Goodrich was uh, on top at halftime. Schramm scored all 14 of her points in the first half, and then in the uh, second half, Alexis Kosmowski started to, to go nuts, and she finished with 15, and Riley Pace knocked down three threes, had 11 points. Ella Pace's only two baskets of the game were two threes. By the way, coaches, thanks a lot. I had two places and two Dykstras all on the floor <laughs> at the same time. You survived having three Langemans and two 40s on the floor at Emily City. That's nothing. Uh, it, 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 it. Uh. And... Uh, one of the big things here. Now, in the end, Alyssa Barr outscored Kalen Williams 7-5. to five. Those are the two bigs in the game. But Williams did a great job. Barr was pretty much a non-factor until things were decided, and then Williams came out of the game, and Barr finished with seven points. But I, I think against Williams, she only had three points. Uh, and, and Williams could score, Brady, if they wanted to, this girl could score 15 a game. Easy. If they, I don't know what they do in other games. But if they made the offense revolve around her. Yeah, but but the, but they like to shoot the three, and obviously they make them. Mm-hmm. So um, she, she wasn't the focal. They're not trying to get the ball into the post. They're very patient. Goodrich will throw the ball around for a minute and a half and wait till they get an open shot, and then they'll knock it down. Cerebral. Um, yeah, they're, 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 they're really good. I can kind of see how they gave Lake Fenton a problem. and um, Gave them a little more than a problem. Yeah, not going to be there tomorrow night, but that Goodrich-Detroit Country Day game is probably going to be a hell of a basketball game. If you're if you're out in Yale and you're bored tomorrow night, go watch a a, a race to seventy. Yeah, um, and and they're going to shoot a, a lot of threes because both those teams have girls that knock them down. Like uh, you probably remember Yokely because the last two years we've seen her in because she uh, was a quarter- freshman in that first time. We yeah, saw her. In, in quarterfinals against yeah. Remember against Emily City. She took about 20 shots in the first half and didn't make a single one. And we're like, why is this girl still shooting? Like, what and the hell is going on? One went in to start the second half, and everything went in. And we're like, oh, that's why she's shooting. Yes. And then she did the same the thing to Marysville say, last year. The coach didn't say anything to her. You're just going, because sight unseen, she's just throwing up shots, and it looked like us messing around at like a park throwing up threes and you're yeah, going, this is terrible. We're she like, was she's taking bad shots. And she was missing bad. She kept shooting. And yeah, in the second half it went swish, 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 swish. You're like, oh, she and, just had and, to calibrate a little bit. Yeah, and, and she hit all the big shots against Marysville last year in the uh, the quarterfinal. Uh, in, in this game, uh, I, I think she only made three threes, but they had another girl, um, Jackson, who was hitting NBA threes and high arcers. Ones that on low ceilings, you're worried are going to hit the yeah, rafters. Yeah, and, and, and you're like, because she's not a big girl. You're like, how is this little girl chucking them up from that far back, right. that high up in the How is she getting the power behind that? The 24 Nothing footers. but net. Doesn't even touch the rim when she gets going. Um, so that'll be a, a fun game. But uh, Yale, th- this is a young, interesting team. I think they have a lot of upside. Sadie Dykstra had nine points last night. Um, they they work real hard. They're not going to lose a whole lot off of this uh, this, this was team. A really good learning experience for Yale. Um, and I also um, again uh, I saw this the the other night. 
when Northern was wrapping up the regular season, but how Yale ended the game getting their seniors in so that they can take them out right. to a, a big applause and how the, the Yale fans responded to to the seniors when they came out was really cool. So Yale in the end loses 60-32. to 32. They, they got a bad draw. Uh, Yale probably could have beaten Owasso, hmm. but that's not the game they got. They got Goodrich, and Goodrich is, is good. Goodrich Country Day – they whoever wins that game has a chance to win the quarterfinal. Oh, oh, they're playing the quarterfinal from the region I was at. I'll tell you what, there Marysville I still think was the best team there. So yeah, I bet you whoever wins that game goes to the final four. But like I said before, Yale's ahead of schedule. This is a young team that wasn't supposed to be here. Heck, they weren't supposed to be in a district final, and they make the run. Now they know what it takes. Now, if they keep putting in the work, if they improve from this year to next year, they could be a threat. They have the pieces. They have some size. They have some speed. They have some shooting ability that they can mold this into something. Yale girls basketball next year could be that team going, all right, who's knocking them off in the BWAC? Yeah, I do. The BWAC is going to open up next year, I think, pretty wide open. It's going to be a changing of the guard because there are some young teams. You talked about Yale, talked about Armada having some young talent. Meanwhile, I like Crosslex. Crosslex is young. Meanwhile, North Branch has a little bit of some older players graduating. Uh, MLA City has some older players. Hopefully, Lexa Forty's back and healthy because she might be the best player in the BWAC next year. It's going to be very interesting, but Yale, I mean, again, you you outperformed expectations in the postseason. It doesn't make the loss any easier to handle. No, again, they won a district where they were probably considered the fourth best team there. Yeah, if we're being generous. North Branch, Carroll, Imlay City were probably, you pick one of those three teams to win it. You're not picking Yale when you first look at what's going on there, and to get there, they beat the host team, Crosslex, mm-hmm. a much-improved Crosslex team. Then they beat Imlay City, a team that they haven't been able to beat for who knows how many years now. Right. Uh, and then they beat uh, Carroll, which was an upset. Yes, it was. And it's their first district title since 94. So that's, so. yeah, good start. Keep it going because the trajectory of what this, this group of girls can do out in Yale is going up. Doing doing really well. Um, right. Al Demott's heart and kindness almost cost him a regional title <laughs> game. Um, Al Demott's favorite game is a, a game where everyone scores. And, well, I think he was trying to, to get it um, to happen in the regional semifinal. They were leading Otisville-Lakeville by 18 going into the fourth quarter, Sandusky was. Puts in the bench. And as Mike Gallagher, the uh, writer up in Sanilac County, put it, a girl from Lakeville goes full-on Kobe, and with 30 seconds left, it's a two-point game. Yeah, Larissa Gibson ended up scoring 25. She had half of that in the fourth quarter. So they will move on to play Cass City with a 47-41 win. Maybe came a little tighter than expected because when I saw the score, I'm like, all right, a six-point game can be very deceiving. It could be a two-point game the whole way that free throws closed out, or it could be a 13-12, 14-point game that you put the starters, take the starters out, and then, hey, the other team gets a few buckets. And somehow we got both in the same game. Yeah. So Sandusky's the only team left. They'll play Cassidy in their own gym, a familiar opponent. You'll be there for that. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, Cassidy beat New Lothrop 41-31. Grace Gibord has, down the stretch, become a scorer for Sandusky. 17 points last night to uh, lead them. Brooke Jansen and Helena Long had 12 each. Morgan Taggy scored seven and had seven steals. That's a lot of that steals. That is a lot of steals. Like, I saw that number, I'm like, that's a lot. That's I good like, defense. I feel like three steals is a pretty solid night. Yeah. And, like, when you go steals leaders, they're, they're like, two, two right. and a half steals. Well, someone might have 3.2, and yeah. they're the defensive specialist. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Sandusky moves on. As uh, Brady said, they'll play Cass City tomorrow night. I'll be up in uh, Sandusky uh, where that regional is for that regional championship game because 
that's the only game going as far as local teams are concerned. Kingston was up 55-1 to at halftime <laughs> and beat New Haven Merritt last night 75-10. to Yes, Kingston is that good. Big win for the people saying they should seed regions so you don't get that matchup in the yeah. regional. Uh, uh, that, that'll be a big talking point with the proposed uh, new way to do the postseason where you seed regionals so you get evenly matched up regions. Yeah, and Everest beat Ubley 32-27, so Kingston will play Everest uh, at Kingston in the regional final there. And uh, that's girls basketball. All right. Now we have a lot of boys basketball to talk about. Dennis, I think they called another foul in Monday night's games <laughs> out at Richmond. So I'm going to complain about that. Meanwhile, we saw a good game, and we saw St. Clair did exactly what they needed to do against Marysville. All right. We have district openers from Monday coming up next. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast, and uh, boys uh, basketball. Uh, I'm going to start where I was at because we'll just go D1 and work our way um, through. Uh, the opening game of the district at Port here on Northern was Lance Cruz North against Anchor Bay. Now, this was a 19-point game midway through the third quarter. Lance Cruz North could do nothing wrong. Anchor Bay couldn't figure anything out. And Brady, the final score was 49-47. Lance Cruz North hangs on 
to get the win because uh, the, the, the Tars just, they don't quit. And I brought up a couple of times during the broadcast that St. Clair game. Right. Where the, this team is down, like, the, the game's over. Just go, just get on your bus and go back to Anchor Bay. Nope. They just keep fighting, keep scrapping, get the stop, force the turnover, knock down the shot that you're not expecting them to knock down. Right. Uh, Dylan Gyra had 15. Bishop Thomas, what a great name. Bishop Thomas had 12 points uh, in the, the game, and, and the Tars nearly pulled this thing off. Um and and Bishop a, Thomas a, sounds like a guard that plays at like UT Arlington <laughs> that causes an upset in the four, like the the for, 14 First off, game. only you would know there's a school called UT Arlington. I'm pretty sure they used to play on like a stage <laughs> if that's the school I'm thinking of. But I I I mean I, again, it's like this game there's there were like three or four times in the game where you're just like this game is over. And it wasn't over, uh, and uh, and Lance Cruz North, because this is smart, and I've seen teams not do this and wonder why. So, Anchor Bay makes a three with about four seconds to go in the game, mm-hmm. and they don't have a timeout, and the clock doesn't stop after a made basket. Right, not like college or the. And NBA. you have five seconds to throw it in. Don't throw it in. <laughs> right. And Lance Cruz North, the, the the kids were smart. They didn't have to be told. The kid was smart. He, he just looked at the ball as it rolled to the back wall and said, I don't have to pick that up and do anything with it. We win. Right. So, as you so eloquently put it, they win the right to go lose to Port here on North. Yeah. That, that's that, that's tonight. Uh, PH Dakota in the first game. Uh, Northern against Lance Cruz North in the uh, the second game. Uh, and yeah, no disrespect to Lance Cruz North. And this game was a street fight last year. It was at Lance Cruz North. They were very physical with Tyler Jamison. And I, I'm, folks, it was a knife fight. The game was dirty. So they um, they need the officials I had out in uh, in Richmond on well, Monday. The problem is is they don't have the personnel. To do that this year, I don't think, um, and and they can try, but Northern Northern's got a, a few more chains to bring to the rumble, right? Um, and and yeah, I could Lance Cruz North win. I suppose anything is possible, but I'd be really shocked if Northern, especially at home, doesn't win that basketball game and and maybe convincingly. So again, all my cards are in game one. PH Dakota, again, I I, I want to give Dakota full respects. They play in the red. It's still Dakota. They're still probably the favorite. Um, but man, if there was a time where you could get them, I feel like this season is the time. And I and I feel like finally I can say the big reds are good enough, right, to go in there and beat Dakota tonight. Which, by the way, I was right. Tex- UT Arlington did used to play on a stage <laughs> in an auditorium. Google that. Have a fun five minutes at work or at school. And, yeah, that, they don't play there anymore. But, yeah, imagine playing in, like, a, a theater. <laughs> no, thanks. Anyway, um, so out at Richmond, I had a couple of games. Started with Algonac Marine City and St. Clair Marysville. And... Well, Algonac Marine City was a rematch of a game that was played, what, five days earlier? Yeah, and it was almost an identical score. It almost was. Uh, Algonac had the two leading scorers. Caleb Thomas scored 26. Alex Schweiger scored 17. The problem was the rest of the Muskrats scored three. And that's not going to be enough to get it done. Marine City started off slow, but once they got it going, they were able to attack Algonac. Uh Griffin Schulte, the leading scorer with 16, that was a little bit of a surprise, but he played really well. Actually came off the bench to score mm-hmm. 16. Uh, Liam Adams had 11 for Marine City, and it was an up-and-down game. It was, uh, at times, it just turned into a track meet where they were trading chances, but Marine City really put their foot down in the fourth quarter, only gave up uh, the eight points, 
in in the fourth compared to scoring 18 in the last two quarters, something Marine City had struggled to do at times. And they get a 58-46 win and kind of cruised at the end going into a district semifinal where they will play the opposite of Algonac in Richmond. They go from the bottom of the BWAC to the top of the BWAC. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, again, no disrespect, but this is a game that was played a week or two ago to Richmond won big. Right. It would be the biggest upset of the year. It might be the biggest upset it, probably in our short three-year history of what we did if Marine City could knock them out. But the game I was more intrigued about, which, by the way, congratulations to Marine City. Uh, winning a playoff game does. It's always something to be proud of, even if it's not against the best competition. It's still a feather in the cap to keep playing when a lot of teams are home. Yeah, well, when you go into the postseason and you've won two games all year. Right. To get a playoff win, nobody's expecting that. So Marysville and St. Clair played next. And the first game... Um, Algonac, Marine City, both halves, both teams got into the double bonus. And they had the same crew for the second game. Dennis, you could find the oldest, crankiest, <laughs> basketball's not a contact sport guy and kick him in the shin before he starts officiating and they still wouldn't have called as many fouls as they did in this doubleheader. I'd have given you a T right now. Dennis, in, on you, I told you this after the game. I said, in your crankiest day, you wouldn't have called as many fouls. Seriously, it, I think in the first quarter we had 12 fouls in eight minutes of basketball. Um, it, was, it just threw off the flow of the game. I'll get back to that in a minute because on the court, St. Clair scored the first bucket. Braylon Essien made it 2-0. On the other end, Zach Wright hit a three to make it 3-2 Marysville. And I'm like, all right, we're going to have a game. Cutscene, 30-3 St. Clair's on top midway wow. through the second. It was a 28-0 run that spanned, spanned about 11 minutes of basketball. And after that point, Marysville and St. Clair played pretty even. Granted, St. Clair was playing a lot of their bench guys, but much like Marysville's girls in the district got off to big starts, Marysville's boys put themselves in a big hole and then played respectable basketball the last 20 minutes of the game. It was just too late, and St. Clair did exactly what they needed to do. They got their starters out early because you're going to have to play three games in five days. Uh, they were able to cruise to a win, not a lot of stress, and never gave Marysville a chance because the most dangerous thing to do with a team like Marysville is let them believe they can stay in the game like they did a few weeks ago. They put the foot on the throat. They shot 75% from the field in the first quarter. Wow. So... That okay, you had a little bit of luck there too. I'm not gonna lie, you scored 24 in a high school basketball quarter. You're either a state champion power or you're a good team that got some shots to fall because you don't do that for for 32 minutes. No, but I, again, St. Clair is capable. You get a guy like Essien hitting shots, Franz doing his well, uh, deal, Franz and and they've got those bigs, so you get a lot of easy shots too. Well, France had 16. 11 of them came from the free throw line. That's 11. what he does. Well, he does, but it's because if the wind blew the wrong way on him, there was going to be a foul on somebody. <laughs> and I'm going to say this. it They were calling touch fouls on both sides. It was the longest basketball games I've ever done. Seriously, it Dennis, if you brushed up against someone, I think there were times a guy that drew the foul was like, he, you called that? <laughs> really? <laughs> um, and there was one official that I don't know if somebody, you know, knocked over his Cheerios in the morning, but he wanted to give someone a tech. And had this game not been 24 to 3 after the first quarter, and the coaches were, you know, at more intense because of the game. 
he would have given a tech because he at one point looked at both benches and like did that stare like, are you going to do something? Come on, do something. Say one more thing. Say one more thing. <laughs> and was waiting to tee up both sides. I really hope I don't have him again because it, it just interrupted the flow. And, yeah, Braylon Front shoots 11 free throws, including his last 10 points coming from the free throw line. And it's not like either side was super physical. There was 45 fouls, I believe, in this game in the first half with no intentional fouls in a game that was 38 to 15. There was 24 fouls in the first half. Wow. So no that inten- is a lot. So no intentional fouls. And they weren't playing per- – it wasn't like the Lance Cruz North Northern thing where the game plan was we're going to be physical to a fault. No, they just called anything and everything, and it just takes you out of the game. But anyway, Franz with 16, Essien with 15, Hunter Richardson ends with 10, and St. Clair had nine different players score in the game, and they get a very stress-free win over Marysville, 67-41. So I'm pretty clear uh, about what I think is going to happen Richmond Marine City. St. Clair Armada. Who the hell is going to win this basketball game? What's going to happen in well, this game? Let's save that for later because <laughs> there's a few games I'm not sure what's going to happen tonight. But, yeah, that's as much of a toss-up game as you can get. Uh, Yale beats North Branch 47-34 to to open the uh, district out at North Branch. We were, you know, we were a little concerned for this one, but Yale ended up taking care of business. Uh, at uh, North Branch. So uh, the, their reward is they get another shot at Crosslex yep. uh, tonight. Emily City and Elmont are on the other side of the board. Really like the way Emily City has has come down the stretch uh, here, but again, be forewarned, while I think they're the favorite tonight, Elmont only plays close basketball right. games. <laughs> right. So, um, so were there any other district quarterfinal games that we need to get through, and then, yeah, because it's a full slate tonight. Like I said yeah, well, on Monday, I'll, this is this is the uh, we're we're done with the appetizer. We'll we'll run through the uh, the scores here because there were a lot of games. So Clintondale beats Landmark sixty nine to fifteen. Memphis beats Mount Clemens sixty one to forty six. It was uh, Genesee beating Marlette fifty to forty four. Vassar beat Otisville Lakeville sixty four fifty nine. Bad Axe over Harbor Beach, 50-35. to Sandusky got a 41-36 win over USA. Austin Catholic beats Auburn Hills Christian, 46-39. They'll draw Cardinal Mooney next. Uh, Merritt beat Parkway Christian, 64-60 uh, in a fun one. Carsonville, Port Sandlac, 30. Caseville, 29. And Deckerville beat North Huron, 58-42 to set up a showdown with Peck tonight. So those are all your scores as far as the boys' basketball on Monday was concerned. A lot more games coming up uh, tonight, and we'll go a little more in-depth in that in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball. Call 810-987-2185. 
We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust-proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports podcast. All right, um, we've kind of uh, already talked about the district at uh, Northern with the PH and uh, Dakota Northern and Lance Cruz North to match up uh, well, Let me just ask you one more question about this. If Dakota was wearing, I don't know, Lance Cruz uniforms tonight, would that change any sentiments? I know we both think PH has a chance, but like mentally, do you think if it wasn't Dakota that maybe the team would be more confident or maybe other people would be more confident because it's just not Dakota and it would just be a good, like, Lance Cruz team? Well, I, I do think, like, the Dakota name does have an effect on things. However, I look at it this way. You can catch them when they're a little bit down and beat them and everybody will be like, oh, man, PH beat Dakota, and they'll make a big deal about it. Right. And I also selfishly want a PH Northern final, so. That that would that be would fun. Be but I just, I, I for, for PH, they've done so many good things this year. Right. I want them to add a playoff victory to the list. Right. Um, and, and have the chance. To try to win a district, I think you, they, you've won a league. You've had a winning season. Let's get to a district final and see what happens. Now they're going to have to play really well again. Dakota is vulnerable, but it's not a bad team. They're still good. They're still, I'd say, the favorite. If you had to make me decide who was the favorite in this game, but. I do think they have a chance, and I do think that they can beat Dakota. You just have to come in playing confident and play like you did at the end of the league season. I think um, this is going to be a lower-scoring game, too. Uh, I, 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 I think if, if you get into the, the lower 40s, it might be enough. I just have that feeling. That each pass is going to be like pulling teeth. Yeah, I, I, I don't have a lot to base that on. But I just feel like the one game I saw Dakota, and yes, they were playing Lincoln, so it was deliberate. But they they just they got into the half court. They were very patient. There was no rushing. There was no running up and down. Uh, and the Big Reds can play that style too. All right. Um, well, we know what's going to happen with Northern. Uh, well, we think we do. Northern just come out, play the game. They should be successful. How about... Uh, St. Clair Armada, because kind of the same with Richmond Marine City. Marine City would have to really flip the last result, but I have no idea what's going to happen with St. Clair and Armada. Like yeah. this is this is as close to a pick'em game as I can think of. I have no clue. If you ask me 
at 1.30, I might say St. Clair wins. But then if you ask me by 3 o'clock, I'm going to say Armada's going to win. I just don't have an idea. I just know they're going to beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, it's like at different times of the season, these teams have played different kind of basketball. And one minute, you it's really easy to get excited for both of these teams. Like we, St. Clair was, what, two and something – and we're like, this is a good basketball team. They're going to be all right in the end, mm-hmm. uh, and and they and they proved it. And Armada's kind of been the the same way. There there have been nights where you know Armada has they played Cross Lex tough. They played a one point game with Richmond. You know they want another crack at Richmond. Yeah. Um. And, and so this is a really interesting game, and and you wonder which teams are going to show up tonight to play each other, um, and I, I just think that this this could be the game of the district. The, 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 the final might be anticlimactic compared to this game. Well, and Armada's kind of on a skid. They've lost four of their last five since uh, beating North Branch. They lost by six to Yale, lost that one-point game to Richmond, lost by six to MLA City, and Lutheran North took it to them in, I guess, the tune-up game for the district. So Armada's had to sit and stew on a three-game losing streak where St. Clair's kind of been hitting their stride at the right time. Really, the second half of the season, since Hunter Richardson's came back, they've been playing really well. They've won four straight coming into this game, including a come-from-behind win over Gross Point North. I really... uh, I don't know. I think one thing that is going to play a factor is how the game's called. If it's like Monday and fouls are being handed out like prizes on Oprah's show, then that's going to hurt Armada. They don't have the depth that maybe St. Clair does. And, hey, if Chapman or Sneezak get into foul trouble, there's not really anyone off the bench that can come and replace that production. And that's where Armada's gotten into trouble before. But if those three, uh, Sneezak, uh, Chapman, and Kuhn can stay out of foul trouble, you're looking at a pretty solid three there. And how are the bigs for St. Clair going to match up against Chapman, who I really like in the post for Armada? Yeah, and and remember against uh, Richmond, uh, that one-point game, he, he was out for two and a half quarters with some right. kind of an injury and then came back and was a real factor in the fourth. But while he was out, Rollins, who's like, I don't consider him a big player, mm-hmm. but he went into Chapman's position and he played big. He had a double-double that game. He scored 10 points, which I don't know that I've, I've ever seen him score that many points before or be a factor on the boards like that. So... They might need some kind of an effort like that because, again, St. Clair can just Richardson, Pennewell, McCartney, they can just keep throwing pigs at you right. who can all, like, play. So uh, that'll be interesting. The other thing about Armada, yeah, they've lost three in a row, but Richmond, at MLA City, and at Lutheran North, who at least record-wise is a good basketball team, and that was the last game of their regular season. They might have mailed it in. You know, I'm, yeah, and it's it's a refresh when you get to the playoffs. But man, I expect a good crowd. I expect a good atmosphere, and I do not know what to expect on the court. I expect a game of lead changes, of ebbs and flows, maybe a game of runs. And Richmond's going to sit back all the while, assuming they can take care of business against Marine City. And they are hoping for a knockdown, dragout brawl. They want a double overtime thriller where they beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, and, and I I expect a good game. I, I really, do. Too. I really do. I I think that'll be a really good game. Uh, at North Branch tonight, Emily City Elmont is one, Emily and Crosslex and Yale is the other. Emily City's the favorite, but remember this was a game. Granted, it was a while ago that came down to the buzzer, neutral site. I think MLA City's going to win, but I wouldn't be shocked if Almont pulled off the upset. You know I've been on MLA City as of late. They've been playing really good yeah. basketball down the stretch. And they played a tough schedule this year. I think they've been trying to prepare themselves for this district. Yeah, they have. And, and for one team in particular. Right, Cross Lex, who their two games against them this year 
didn't go so well. They lost to Cross-Lex at home by 13. I did that game. They lost at Cross-Lex by 22. But they want another crack, but they have to go through Almont first. And Cross-Lex does have to beat Yale, which Cross-Lex is the favorite. But Yale, I'm sure, very much is excited for the third opportunity against the Pioneers. So that's what's going on at uh, North Branch. Do you think Yale's going to slow the game down again and make it another 35-27 I, style I game? think they'll try. Don't you think they have to try? I, I didn't mind the strategy. They just need to have in the game plan, hey, you're down six in the fourth quarter with three minutes to go. You got to push the pace a little bit. Yeah. Like You have to be able to shift gears. Hey, that strategy is fine when it's a one-possession game. But you're down six or eight. Yeah, you got to abandon it and just try to make it helter skelter and hope the balls bounce your way. Yeah. All right. Brown City uh, will face uh, Genesee tonight. Genesee got a win over Marlette. Um, the other game uh, is Millington and uh, Vassar. But we said it 21 and 1. It's showtime now. Yep. Now we're watching. Now we're paying attention, Brown City. Show us what you got. And Genesee comes into the game three and eighteen. Yeah, that, that was actually an upset. Them beating Marlette. They've actually they're on a two game winning streak. They beat Otisville Lakeville in the the regular season finale and beat Marlette. Yeah, take care of business. Body slam them. Never give them an opportunity in this. This game needs to be over midway through the second. Well, you, you want to be up big at halftime so you can rest Aiden Muxlaw and all. Yeah, and all your other starters. Choke slam them, choke the life out of them. Finish this game ten minutes into the the game. All right, uh, Sandusky's going to play Laker uh, tonight. Sandusky's actually quietly. We haven't talked much about them. They've had a good season this year. Yeah, they've been overshadowed by their their rivals in in Brown City. That's just really what the difference has been. Yeah. Is Brown City's beaten them the two times. Sandusky's second in their league. Lakers a tough one. Lakers the only team that's beaten Brown City, but if you get that win, hey, you get to a district final, but yeah, that's going to be a tough one for Sandusky. And two teams we don't cover, but on the other side of the bracket, Cass City Bad Axe is a good matchup. That's a good game if you're <laughs> listening up in the thumb and you're looking for somewhere to go. If you're doing the, if you want to go or you're a Sandusky fan going to the game tonight, go a little early and watch that one. It should be a fun game. Mooney's going to play Austin Catholic tonight. He's going to beat Austin Catholic. And uh, the other side is Oakland Christian against New Haven Merritt. Don't sleep on Merritt. I'll sleep on Merritt. Don't sleep on Merritt. I will sleep on, what are they, the Mustangs? Yes. I will sleep on the Mustangs. Don't They can score. Yes, they can score against the teams they usually play. Yes, they can. I don't think Oakland Christian plays anybody outstanding. I never said they did. <laughs> But Don't sleep on them. May, okay, for this game, yeah, I can maybe n not sleep on them. But K overall, I'm going to sleep on them. K-Pac and Memphis play at K-Pac tonight in uh, one uh, semifinal. The other is New Haven-Clintondale. Yeah, New Haven's probably coming away with that district. <laughs> you think so? I think Clintondale <laughs> could give them a little bit of a scare, but... Yeah, New Haven's in the white, Clintondale's in the black. I, I think we said this last week. If New Haven doesn't win that district, there's something wrong in New Haven. The yes. bus broke down, and they just picked up some kids on the side of the road to play the game. Right. Um, all right, and at Caseville tonight, it's Ubley and CPS, and the big one is Peck and Deckerville because those are two heated rivals that don't like each other. Absolutely. That's probably where Gallagher will be. Well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Anyways, that's what's going on in uh, boys' uh, basketball. Uh, I'm excited. We, we have four games on Get Stuck on Sports tonight, the two from Richmond and the two from uh, Northern, uh, and, I, and I'm really excited to, to see how this all pans out because, again, we each have a game where we think we know what's going to happen. Right. But it's the playoffs, and you got to play it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we each have a game where we're not sure what's going to happen. Yeah, it's... It's going to be very funny. That's why it's why we love this week of basketball, and also tomorrow, just the one game. But Dennis, you'll have Sandusky, Cass City. You know, Sandusky. I didn't realize this till today. They haven't won a regional title since they went to the state finals in '99. That's a long stretch. 
That's 20 years, 20-plus years. But, again, they go to a lot of good regional. Like, the the regional last year uh, was in Reese, and that was uh, – Sandusky went in there undefeated, and they were the third-best team at that regional. They beat Cass City last year, didn't they? The, in the by a point, 30-29. to 29. Let's get another one of those and send them to a quarterfinal where, again – I'm not saying they're going to be the favorite, but I'm going to say they have a very winnable game in that uh, quarterfinal, should they get there. All right, so those are the next two nights, and obviously Friday we'll have the uh, the finals from Northern and from uh, Richmond in those boys' uh, districts. All right, uh, unless you got something else you want to throw in. Nope, I'm good. You want to uh, pick up a tee? You want to... You wanna... <laughs> Yell at another official? No, I just I just <laughs> really hope I don't have two games that combine legitimately for like 85 fouls. <laughs> it was so bad. And I was trying not to get frustrated because I thought the ref would start looking at me and try to give me a T for something. <laughs> throw you out? Yeah, but... <laughs> I like, can say that. They, I've never been thrown out. <laughs> like, they, I thought that they must have been getting paid by the whistle. <laughs> well, then it's a lucrative business. Sign me up. I'll blow the whistle a lot. Yes, you will. All right. We'll talk to you on Friday. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.